Hello and welcome to BlazePod. It is Wednesday the 29th of September. My name is Ben, recording this slightly later than uh, than intended, but we are here now, and by we, I mean, of course, myself and Andrew. How's it going, mate? I'm all right, mate, yeah. Yeah. Late for us this one, isn't it? I'm a bit tired. It is, <laughs> yeah. Time. It's past seven. <laughs> I know, I've, I've just had my tea, so I'm, I'm full of food, which is a good state for me. I like, I like being full of food, but... I'll try not to sort of, you know, fall asleep and like knock my head on the microphone like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about last night's game, Middlesbrough two, Sheffield United nil. Uh, I think it's going to be quite a quick pod because I don't like talking about defeats. <laughs> but also, yeah. also, there's not. I don't know. Maybe we'll surprise ourselves when we get going. But I don't think there's that much to say about this game. We will mm. also talk about Bournemouth at the weekend, which is a. Uh, capital B, big game, I think now. Do or die. Do or die. The season <laughs> rests on that. I've seen some great takes today. I really have. Uh, Slav's going to walk. Uh, Sharp's finished. Uh, Olsen should have saved every goal that he's... Yeah, so, you know, let, let's let's hit it. Let's hit this dramatic game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you were angrier about this loss than I am. Explain mm. to me. Explain to me why I should be angry about this defeat. Like, more than... I don't know, more than normal. I just feel like we get... I don't even think we got bullied to that. I keep seeing people say we got bullied. And we did, to a degree, obviously. I just think it's so easy to to create chances against us. I think all you have to do is close those two in midfield down. As you mentioned, to be fair, uh, you probably are more frustrated than you were because I think you sort of foresaw what were about to come, to a degree. Um, I just think that... Pretty much all the chances that Middlesbrough created came from us not being able to handle any sort of press and not being able to track back. And I think that's what's so frustrating because the same players, I'm talking Norwood and Fleck in particular, who I've praised in the last couple of weeks, the, the same players have been at this level for the majority of the career a long time. They must have known what were coming and I just thought we were a bit naive, to be honest. Maybe. I mean... So you're right. I wasn't, as anyone who listened to the uh, tail end of the last pod, I wasn't super confident going into uh, this Middlesbrough game. Um, their, their sort of their stats were suggested they were better than 18th in the table for sure, mm-hmm. and also they were quite an aggressive pressing team, which has caused us problems. Uh, and conversely, the teams that don't press us at all, we've beaten basically on yeah. the field day against. I gotta say, I actually thought we did a bit better than I was expecting it to go. I, I was, I was sort of foreseeing a kind of mini West Brom performance, to be honest. And I thought we were uh, significantly better than that. Obviously, I mean, yeah. we didn't lose four nil. I have a, I, I mean, look, if if people want to get up, like really upset about this loss, then you know, more power to you. But I have a, I, I don't feel like I'm going to have an existential crisis over a game that I thought we played okay in, not. Not good, not great, but not bad. No, Middlesbrough scored. Wasn't, I've seen some. I mean, James Shield out of everyone thought that it was a poor, really, really poor. I don't oh, think it was God. really, really poor at all. I thought it was bang average. I thought we were good with the ball. People will say we didn't create that many chances, but I thought we played some really nice stuff with it. I understand people say oh, it's just nice football. You know, what did you create from it? But we're going to some incredible areas again, and, and you know, the final ball were, were poor, or the, the final decision making. But we, we we looked far far better than we did five games ago, even though we lost. I thought with the ball we were good. I thought off the ball we were really poor. But that is not a surprise to me because that's what we've been like. We, I think we're, we're getting there personally with with the ball. 
I think we look a lot more dangerous than we do. I think the other side of the game is something that massively needs to improve, but I don't think it was... You know, people say, no, it's just the same as the Uddersfield game or, or the West Brom game. I, I didn't see that at all. I thought I thought first half in particular, we were pretty unlucky to be 2-0 down. And I thought second half, we didn't offer enough to warrant saying that we deserved a point or anything. But it, it wasn't terrible. No, I don't think so. I thought we played all right. We conceded two good goals. And then, of course, you're behind the eight ball in terms of you know the state yeah. of the game. Like Very few teams are good enough to turn around a two-goal de- deficit at any level. And... And we're not good enough to turn it around against a team like Borough, who you know were, were organised, just went played to uh, get us on the counter attack. And yeah, I don't know that that doesn't. I mean, obviously, I didn't enjoy it. I hate losing, but um, you know that doesn't surprise me. Ultimately, we're still, as you kind of alluded to there, we're still figuring out who plays where and how to play. And I think that just that sets us out as a, a mid-table team at the moment, where. You know, when it clicks, we can crush a team like a poor team six two, but we can also struggle against other mid table teams. Which um... yeah, I think that's what we are at the moment. I think we are a mid table team, and that don't, that sounds like a you're having a go, but it's far better than we were five games ago. And yeah. I don't think that necessarily means you have to write. I've seen people say that's it; it's concluded now. We're not going on. That's it. The playoffs are done. Well, I'll be surprised if we do get in the playoffs. I think there's probably too much to do, not in terms of points, but probably with the team. They like to take a couple of injuries and stuff to defenders. And we're going to be in a real sticky situation. So I'm not going to predict that we're going to get in the playoffs. And my gut feeling and my what I've seen probably says that we're not going to. But I don't think we're as bad as people have made out after this defeat. And we're probably not as good as people made out after the, the five-game uh, undefeated streak. We're, we're mid-table at the moment. And it's a long... You know, we've come a long way from five games ago, but it's not where we want to be. Yeah. I, I just feel it's, it is moving in the right direction and... I've got to say that defeat didn't really change my opinion about the team. If anything, I enjoyed bits of it very much indeed. Some of the football was was lovely. And, you know, you said about Middlesbrough looking dangerous, but, I mean, they scored two really good goals. But, you know, if we're talking numbers, really low percentage goals as well. They only only had nine shots in the whole game, uh, less than 0.5 expected goals. And all right, we only had 0.8 ourselves. But as you kind of mentioned, there were loads of times where we we didn't end up taking a shot because yeah. we were trying to, you yeah. know, of like one in the second half where um, Osborne practically gets around the goalkeeper and then he goes to square and it gets cleared away. And there were a couple of others like that where McGoldrick sort of headed it down at the back post instead of probably mm. going for goal. So... Yeah, I, th- I thought it was okay. It's just, you know, we're going <laughs> to... It's football. You're going to come unstuck against teams sometimes. And it's, like I say, Middlesbrough, a perfectly fine championship team. Warnock has a tremendous record over us that just got one game better. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think you're... I, I keep seeing that we need a big, strong midfielder, and we do. I, I, do, I do think that would massively help. But I think you can play as we're playing at this level. But you've got to be really, really good at it and you've got to be really effective with your forward play we didn't take the good positions that we got into they scored two really really good goals that are, you know I've seen people blame also and I disagree not to get much <laughs> chance of them personally at all ridiculous. yeah I know but you know that, that's what I've seen today and I, and I think I, I think it was just one of those sort of things I think if we if we score in that first five minute spell that we had or whatever we win the game but we didn't and that's what that's where we are at the moment we're not 
we're not anywhere like the full package. We're always likely to concede. We we can't deal with any sort of press. I thought, like I say, I've, I've praised Flack and Norman. I'm singling those two out because I think that's where the game, personally for me, was lost. Mm. You could argue that because the goals came out of nowhere. But I do think every time Middlesbrough sort of pressed us or got into that final third, I didn't think Norman and Fleck were doing anything like a good enough job of screening. Everyone is rightly, I suppose, having to go at the centre-halves. And I think... Sol Bamber and was it Peltier, is that how you pronounce it, at Middlesbrough centre-halves. Mm. But in a more commanding performance than anything we've seen from any of our centre-halves this season. But I think they were protected a lot better as well. And I, I, for all the criticism Egan and Davis have got about not being commanding enough, I don't think they get anywhere near enough protection from Norwood and Fleck when teams are, are pressing us or, or attacking us, which is what we've seen in the last minutes of games when teams have equalised or as yesterday, um, where they you know, people are just running past us way too easy. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's fair. Yeah, um, I think, and maybe this sounds silly when we didn't score, but unlike the previous eighteen months, I didn't feel like we were totally out of it at two 0 down. Am I? No, I didn't. No, purely based on the last four or five games, basically, where and well, and how that first half was going. I yeah, mean, I think after about 60 minutes, we didn't really do... I don't think we can come out of that second half and say, oh, we were really unlucky there. Yeah. I, but I think I think the heads, you, you sort of... I mean, we were saying from about the 60th minute, obviously, I watched the game, we were saying, not going to happen today, it's one of those days today, because there were little things that didn't go for us, and there were bouncers that went the other way and stuff like that. And in another game, Derby, you could argue, you know, things went went our way. Davis was inexplicable on ball, and the, the shot hit the post and coming out... That's what happens in football. The tight games, yeah, I think Middlesbrough could say that they deserve to they deserve to win. But I do also think if we'd gone in at half time level and the game would have just played out as it did in the second half, I don't, I don't think anyone would have been saying, "Oh, Middlesbrough are far better than us." I think those two goals have sort of, and goals win games and goals are everything about football. But I do think those two goals have sort of clouded the the overall judgment of the performance, which was bang average but it wasn't terrible yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it are those the first good goals we've conceded this season and by by good I don't necessarily mean like that's going to end up on the you know goal of the month highlight reel I just mean you know <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't hand the opposition those goals for once no I think we could have probably done better in both but you can with every goal you know to to, to expect them two shots to go in from where they were you, you know you it, like you said the low percentage chances Again, I think we probably didn't close down enough for me personally on that second goal where two instances where we're not close enough to the ball, one with a shot and one with the pass back before as well. But, yeah, the, the brilliant goals. What what concerned me more, as I said, was the breaking through the midfield a couple of times, especially in the first half, actually, where Middlesbrough probably didn't make the best of it. We had to do sort of late clearances and stuff like that. But, yeah, the goals themselves, I, I don't think you can realistically point a finger at anyone they just you know it's football <laughs> those sort of things happen yeah I thought the first one was just a, that one will end up on the goal of the month highlight reel yeah. so fantastically well yeah uh, just very a very opportunistic strike I mean uh, you know he blazes that over everyone's going what the hell is he doing shooting from there like, mm-hmm. this is just like a really bad decision to shoot but um, yeah. it strikes it perfectly the arc on the ball to get you know loop out the reach of Olsen and right in the top corner. Yeah, easily the best goal we've conceded. And yeah, I really don't think there's any finger pointing you can do on that one. I, I sort of get what you're saying with the second one, but I think I think Osborne does the right thing in going to Crooks. Yes, and then, to do that. Yeah. yeah, and then he obviously is 
there's no one else then covering McNair because Osborne's dropped in there. And I think that's where yeah. what you said about um, protection from Norwood and Fleck has a lot of merit for sure. Um, yeah, I thought for, you know, 70 minutes or so, 60, 70 minutes, I thought we played well and then did just fade. I mean, even after that, you know, McGoldrick almost scored a phenomenal mm. strike on the volley, yeah. which yeah. Uh, Lumley made a great save from. Um, what else was I going to say? I thought, yeah, I thought Osborne was uh, pretty bright in the first half. It's just, I mean, I think uh, I think you had temporarily left the room um, when they flashed this stat out, but they showed like the most, this was like sort of 30 minutes into the game, mm. and it, it showed the stat of um, who'd completed the most passes, and I believe it was Stevens, Fleck, and, um, and Osborne. So it was the left side, because yeah. we had absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing down the right for... Yeah. The vast majority of the game, I thought, which was, yeah, concerning because that's, I mean, then you had sort of Gibbs White having to flow over to the left, which kind of just crowded things up even more. And uh, yeah, yeah, we struggled to get him the ball in good areas this time, I thought. Yeah, and I thought as as well, again, I don't think Bollock offered anywhere near enough going forward. Um, I've been disappointed with his attacking play pretty much all season to be honest but I, d- I thought also Bowler Bowler wherever you call him the Middlesbrough guy did get the better of him defensively as well which is unlike Bulldog defensively so we had nothing going down that side I don't think at all and, I, and Osborne what I'll say about Osborne as well is he never hides he always wants the ball and he's not the mm. most sort of skillful guy in terms of he's going to you know he's not NJ he's not got the pace or anything like that but always wants the ball I do think he makes the wrong decisions sometimes but I think he's, he was one of the better players on the night for us definitely yeah, I, I mean, Bulldog uh, is one sort of telling contribution, I think, was uh, another sort of lofted through ball to enjoy this time. Yeah, but, yeah good game. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, good oh, time. Great first touch, and then he hits the post. Um, would have been a, a magnificent goal. I think that would have been one all, right? I think that was between. Yeah, that would have been one all. Everyone said he should have squared it, but I think when you're running like that, when you defend it behind you, yeah, heat of the moment. Well, not even a heat of the moment. I think it's just your natural instinct. You're not going to look across and see who's there when someone's breathing down your neck. You just get the shot off. Yeah. I'm more and more impressed with him the more I see him. Yeah, like, I thought yeah. he was our best player. Certainly, uh, certainly in the conversation. But he's just—he looks the real deal, doesn't he? I mean, I just yeah. the, the not just the confidence to try stuff, but the actual ability to generally, you know, pull it off. Basically, I mean, that one where he got one of their players booked in the first half is just like this kid belongs at this level, like very easily. You know, I mean, I know he's twenty-one. He's not. Um, you know, he's, he's more physically developed than, you know, a 17, 18-year-old probably would be. But he's doing that against, like, big, burly championship midfielders yeah. and he's just leaving him no choice but to take a yellow card, basically. And I so, think that's what frustrated me as well with the performances of Fleck and Norwood is that you had Enjoy doing that. Gives right to a degree, wasn't as, as good, but, you know, they, yeah. they, they sort of used other, the other skills that they've got to negate the, the, the size of Borough and the physical presence of Borough. But I didn't think I got that from Fleck and Norwood. And I know both can do a lot better even up against physical opposition. Fleck in particular, he's not a, a weak man. You know, mm. he's, he's, he, as the song goes, what is it? He's five foot six hard as you know what. So, <laughs> uh, I, but I, I did think, I think I can't really fault that much the the attacking three midfielders behind Sharp because I do think they tried to create and it didn't come off but I did, like I said I don't think they got any support from Norwood and Fleck or Sharp in this particular game at the same time I don't think the defence got support from Norwood and Fleck either I think that's where the game was lost personally for me yeah 
What did you make of so the team? Uh, I believe is the same team as the other day, just with Ender Stevens coming in. Is uh, mm-hmm. have I missed anyone? There? I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Stevens gets the start ahead of Norrington Davis. Um, maybe slightly surprising that he's straight into the team, and I thought he did start to look a bit. Um, yeah, a bit gassed towards the I end. I thought of the first half he played okay. He did a silly foul, to be fair. Mm. Um, but he he did play really well in that um, in that in that first half, especially going forward. He he offered I thought a lot more than like Norton Davis has in previous weeks. As you said, second half. I know a lot of people have criticised that substitution, and I get it. But I think he was just done. I think he really struggled in that second half, and hopefully most of that's to, to do with fitness rather than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other changes. So McGoldrick comes on at half time for Norwood, mm. and that. Kind of, I mean, he sort of played in midfield, didn't he? Or did, did we switch yeah, in Osborne a little bit? Yeah, I got the feeling it was like sort of midfield, that attacking midfield role that he sometimes used to play for us uh, under Wilder. That's what I, I don't know if it helped the shape that much, that change, but I did think he got involved quite a lot, a lot more than certain other players as well. So, I, yeah, I would, I, yeah, I, I thought he had a decent performance for Goldrick actually when he came on. Yeah, um, I don't know whether you saw Yukanovic's interview, but he, I think he, his logic, I, I, I believe I've interpreted this right, I think he was saying, uh, and with the Hurahan, Sobon, and, and Jai as well, that he thought the weakness would be, um, because Borough was sitting off a bit, it would be players like driving from deep, basically. Mm. And I think there was some of that when, you know, we did get, you, you know, you had those two and, and a few others carrying the ball up the field and then, yeah. Uh, playing it, I think Sharp had one where he was just offside. Sharp had another one that was deflected over the top when he was sort mm-hmm. of a kind of a one-on-one, and defender just sort of slid in at the last moment, got it away. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I sort of saw the logic of that. I think is there anything? I, I think you know, Sky's cameras, the director obviously cuts to uh, fifty million of strikers as it's, uh, <laughs> it is now. Uh, they look like they were sharing a seat, by the way, on the suspension. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Desperate like, times at Bramall Lane at the moment. We have to sit like two, two to one seat now. But I, I do understand this criticism, but it's a difficult one as well. I've also seen people say he should have changed the team, Sharp should not have played, blah, blah, blah. If we have the same outcome and he drops Sharp, I was going to say, what Sharp's the on-form striker? Why is it? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. difficult. I, I won't say we've given up the game at 70 minutes, but at the same time, I don't know. Would would Bernie? I don't think Bruce would have made an impact at all in that particular match personally against the against a physical side like that. No, I don't either. Um, and we'd run out of subs by that point because you've got you know we we burnt one to change the shape and get McGoldrick on for Norwood who'd been ineffective. We had to burn another for um, Stevens, which is presumably fitness based, and then yeah, uh, yeah. and Jai as well is still you know getting up to. You could argue that he should have put Bernie on for Injai instead of Hurahan, I suppose. But he said he wanted yeah. Hurahan because to have more. I think he said he wanted more legs in midfield, didn't he? And he, he wanted more uh, creativity from the midfield than we got, rather than having just another striker on. Which I can understand because it's all right saying put McBurney on, but we've seen McBurney recently when there's very little service. Um, mm. He's not someone who really influences the game. I think the, the, the thinking probably was that who were going to influence the game more because we weren't really getting into the area or in positions that that would have helped McBurney. I don't think. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you, and you know, I know it's an easy narrative of like, oh look, there's 40 million pounds worth of strikers, but neither of them have played like 
<laughs> anything close to that, to be honest, for quite some time. No, so. I mean, from Jukanovic's point of view as well, he's, he obviously didn't sign him. So he's, he's under no obligation to say sort of, well, I've paid 50 million. This is what I've seen in these players. And this is not a criticism of Wilder, by the way, before anyone likes us. Shout out for that. But Wilder obviously brought those two players in because he saw enough in them to warrant that that the price tag or, or we get something out of them that we haven't really seen so far. Jukanovic might not just think that they're good enough. I think it could yeah. realistically be as simple as that because we've not seen McBurney start a single game. Oh, he started one game, didn't he? Where he was pretty poor against Huddersfield. And then Bruce has not played a game since Huddersfield as well um, in terms of starting. So, yeah. it, you know, they're not, his, they're not his strikers. It's all right saying they're £50 million, but he didn't pay £50 million for them. So he might not think they're good enough. Yeah, and there's no... Uh... Uh, well, no dog in that race, basically. Does he know no, no rep- reputation I mean, why, why on the line? I need to get more out of these. You know, I spent this money. This is what I saw in him. This is why we're going to try and do this. Yukanovic isn't. He's coming out from a clean slate. For him, they're all free transfers, you know, because he, he's not spent anything. Yes. Sorry. It just <laughs> feels like a potential insult there. With that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I don't mean like in terms no, of. No, I know exactly. I mean, he's coming in with the clean slate of. Right, I don't know, you know, how much you paid on Brewster. Oh, oh he does know, but I don't care. Yeah, I, I didn't spend that. I didn't ask you to spend that, but he's here. So, we'll, you know, I'm just going to pick the best team that I can out of all these players. You know, he's he's running out of time, Brewster and McBurney are running out of time, I think, to, to do stuff for us as players. Um, I, I still hope they come good. I've still not written them both off or anything like that, but I keep saying, oh, I should have put him on, should have put him on. They've done nothing for us, have they, let's be honest. Like in in eighteen months or whatever it's been, yeah, neither have really uh, stuck their hand up at championship level so far, have they? Uh, with us, that is, um, which is very frustrating. But that's where we are, I suppose. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this game? No, not really. Like I keep seeing people say, "Oh, classic Warnock," you knew what he were doing. I don't think it was a fantastic performance from Middlesbrough. I didn't think they had to work too hard to keep us out and I don't think they had to work too hard to get into decent areas against us I think the the worry if you like is that we do need to learn big time very quick as well because a lot of teams are like Middlesbrough and I don't think Middlesbrough are going to be above mid-table this season so you know we could up against like the likes of Cardiff or um uh I don't know how serious I've got to talk of my head I've put myself into a hole here Millwall <laughs> Millwall another one yeah possibly Stoke Bigger sides, far more um, physically stronger than us. We probably are probably the weakest team in the league in terms of physical, certainly in terms of size, I think. And we need to find a way to beat those sort of sides because I don't think Middlesbrough was that good, to be honest. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, just a quick note on the referee who seemed to only give yellow cards. Like, it's just like every <laughs> every foul was a yellow card, like whether yeah. it was a... You know, a hefty two foot challenge or a you know a, a gentle headbutt, shall we say, on one of our players? Yeah, he could have put a couple of reds out, or it, it could just have not booked anyone, and, and you just decided to book everyone instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you had like really soft fouls being given yellow cards, and then yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't realise that you can just you know there is another option. You can just not book someone or give yeah, I don't, I, it wasn't the worst referee no, I, I think they've had this season by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, there were a couple of bizarre, yeah, he, he didn't really add up, did it? The, the yellow and red situation. <laughs> it's pretty silly. I'm, I'm only raising it as a, a spurious thing, really, just to mention yeah. the, uh, I've never the, heard of him. Uh, but... I'm just looking at his name now, actually, James Linnington. Right. Well, 
watch out. Bet bet the uh, bet the over for number of booking points or whatever next time he's <laughs> uh, he's refereeing. Um, yeah, they had to take off their part. Was it? Oh, I can't remember his name now. I've got the team in front of me. Uh, Spora, isn't it? The other oh, striker. Yeah. They had to uh, take him off before he got sent off. After <laughs> like, yeah, was it? Uh, who was it? Was it Ball? It was Baldock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course it was Baldock. Of course it was Baldock, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, for some reason, decided to dip his head into Baldock's face in a very oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, manner that is usually resulting in a red card, even if it's you know, not exactly an act of extreme violence with that amount of force. Anyway, there we go. That's not, <laughs> not the reason we lost that game. As I say, I'm not going to have an excess, uh, existential crisis every time we lose a game because, um, I don't know, I... I, I I've really enjoyed the previous four games, like well, you know, in in relative degrees, I suppose. But I hadn't; it hadn't made me think that's it. Now we're going to be in the top two. It made me think no. we're improving, and let's hope we keep improving, and then maybe we can get in the top six and maybe that's push it. on even higher. But I think the top. I think for me that that. It's going to be inconsistent at least Christmas, I would have thought. I, I don't think I'm not expecting any more than sort of a couple of wins, loss, loss, win, loss, win. I think that's how it's going to go. If we can somehow keep four or five points off the place, which I think we still are now, mm-hmm. by Christmas time, January time, I think there's still a chance. I do, I do think there's a chance in the top six because I think, I do think the division's poor. Like I say, we've just lost and it might sound like sour grapes, but I don't think Mills were great at all. I'm, I've not really seen anyone that we've played who I thought, Oof, yeah, they're going to be up there this season. Even West Brom, I was sort of, and I think we said after that game that we we just, you know, we, if, if they could pick any team to play, it probably us at that that's moment. True. Yeah, that's so uh, there's no one that I've seen. I'm sure Fulham, we haven't played them yet. And I'm sure there are better sides. You know, Bournemouth, we're obviously on Saturday, which we'll come on to. Mm. But uh, the, the rest is just the, everyone's just the same. So I think we've got enough quality to get in the top six. It's just a, just a case of finding a team that can sort of do enough off the ball as well as on it. I don't mm. think we're far off on the ball. People disagree and obviously time will tell. Yeah, good shout. Right, from Borough to Bournemouth, let's move on to that game. We will have a quick break first and then we will come back with a preview for this weekend's match. Hello, thank you for listening to Blades Pod. I just want to tell you about NordVPN, which helps me to stay safe and do more online. So NordVPN encrypts my traffic on both web and mobile, which means I never have to worry about unsecure website apps or who is actually behind those dodgy public Wi-Fi networks. We're never totally sure who actually owns the internet connection or who might be looking at what you're doing or where you are or what else is going on on your device. So whether I'm working on the move or just trying to keep up with whatever's happening with the Blades that week, uh, that is very helpful for me indeed. One other thing that I very much enjoy taking advantage of with NordVPN, it makes it super easy to switch my virtual location with just a single click. So that gives me access to streaming platforms that aren't available in the UK, such as Netflix overseas, Hulu, and plenty more besides NordVPN is also super fast. You do not sacrifice speed for your security. It also costs the equivalent price of one cup of coffee every month, for which I get premium cybersecurity, which sounds like a very good deal to me. And talking of very good deals, they have a special offer for BladesPod listeners, which is yourself. All you have to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod. So that is N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash bladespod. 
or if you're on nordvpn.com, just use the code BLADESPOD when you sign up. You will get 73% off your two-year plan and four bonus months absolutely free. It's 73%. It's a limited time offer. Do not wait around. Head to nordvpn.com slash BLADESPOD today to take advantage of this great offer from NordVPN. Thank you very much for listening. Now back to the podcast. Break. And yeah. you ready? Yeah, ready to roll, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> And we're back, and uh, yeah, a tough game this weekend uh, down at oh no, what what is the Bournemouth ground called these days? Is it... The Beigeman Stadium. I don't, I don't know. Is it Vi- it's not not Vitality? Oh, it, is it? it might be might be the Vitality Stadium. Is it the Vitality? This is, this is a, a good way to come out of a break, and it just like something we could have easily yeah. googled and, and just ignored. yeah, it's gonna go. It's the Vitality Stadium. Vitality Stadium. Uh, Bournemouth are doing better than I expected. They are one of two teams uh, yet to lose this season. They're the one being West mm. Brom. They sit at the time of recording very nicely in uh, in second position there. Oh, this is going to be a tough one, isn't it? Um, mm. what, what what are you thinking on this one? Or what, do you, what have you seen of Bournemouth, if anything, so far this season? I've only seen the highlights and listened to the not top 20 guys, to be honest, and stuff like that. But I, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it. For all like, the sort of thing, I'm like, no, don't panic. I think the stages of the teams where we are at the moment, I think we'll have, to, we'll have done very well to get a point out of this, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to give some reasons to be cheerful. So. Here we go. Reason number one, they're the worst set-piece team in the league so far. So they yep. are second lowest for set-piece shots, lowest for set-piece XG. I like that. And that also works the other way. They give up loads of shots from set-pieces when defending them, so fifth most in the league. Um, and... That's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, they've, they've actually allowed the same set-piece XG as we have. So if you think we've right. been really bad yeah. at defending set-pieces, then Bournemouth have been the same. Yeah. Um, they've, they've actually been quite similar to us, in a lot, like stylistically, in a lot of ways. They're... Attacking numbers are pretty comparable in terms of open play expected goals. Mm. We we do shoot slightly more, but um, yeah, attacking numbers are quite quite similar. They also play a very intricate build up style as, as we do as well. So opt to do a stat called direct speed, which is a, a measure of how quickly a team progresses the ball up the field in mm. meters per second. So won't surprise you that West Brom, Millwall, and Middlesbrough are all in the top five for that stat. Yeah. Bournemouth yeah. are 22nd, so they're like the slowest, one of the slowest build-up teams in the league. We're sort of right around mid-table for that. So they're not they're not West Brom, basically. They're, they're not gonna, no. they're not no. big, strong, be aggressive. You know, get the ball forward as quickly as possible. Try and turn your defense around, that kind of thing. So that makes me feel slightly better. Mm. Reasons to worry: they're probably the best defensive team in the league. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, they've obviously only conceded seven in nine. Uh, I see they must play tonight, right? Yeah, that's right. I think they're top tonight, actually, don't they, if they win? Yeah, they were, yeah, they're just a point off West Brom at the moment. Um, so they'll be kicking off in 15 minutes or so. Uh, they have the best open play XG against in the league by quite a margin. They've only conceded three open play goals so far. Mm-hmm. And big sad face, they are the third most aggressive pressing team in the league after... Uh, after the two Valerian Ishmael teams, West Brom and Barnsley. So. Well, it's always the next match. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will just say on that, they've not been that effective at it. So they they press a lot, but they actually have the sixth lowest amount of um, turnovers in the final third. So mm. they press loads, but they're not very good at it so far. So 
Yeah. Maybe that's not so bad. They look uh, a team to me from what I've seen. I'm looking at the lineup that they've got out tonight and stuff. They look a, a bit like I'd sort of want us to be heading next season, if you know me. They seem a bit more they seem a, a more complete version of us. Yeah. They've obviously had another another year to form. Yeah, that and together. I imagine last season they were very much like us. I imagine that I know they got in the playoffs, but I think they only finished sixth, didn't they, or whatever. And I, th- I imagine their fans were very much like ours, like because I, I remember they lost some awful games and conceded some shocking goals and they've obviously showed it up a little bit this season and people have got used to the roles and what have you and yeah I think they're just more evolved than us at the moment yeah Lerma and Billing um, mm-hmm. I mean so that's a that's two of the midfield three Ben Pearson's yeah. and the other one who um, he, he, I was, he was the player at Preston right is the Ben Pearson from yeah, Preston yeah yeah he's on the bench tonight actually but yeah okay but uh, yeah Lerma and Billing I'm just trying to think if uh you know, Sanderberg's obviously not been on um, even on the bench after his hamstring no. issue, which is quite worrying. But yeah. <laughs> just thinking of the size discrepancy between the those size, two yeah. and Fleck Norwood and Osborne. Yeah, yeah, completely. Lerma and Billing. The first thing I thought of when the Bournemouth you 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 thinking I've got Bournemouth next after the Middlesbrough game is they're probably even bigger <laughs> in midfields. Yeah. So you know we. We this is what I mean. I don't think you need necessarily need a team of big guys to compete against these sort of these these teams, but you need to be better at what you're good at. Mm. And I don't think we we I don't think we're quite at it in terms of the final third in these last couple of games. We've made some poor decisions and stuff like that. But more importantly to me, is I don't I don't think we're giving the defence any sort of protection as well. And I just do fear that we're going to get bullied out of this by a better side, to be honest. So this is what this is where the fear comes from. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, for me, I just I kind of just accept that Bournemouth are better than us at the moment, so yeah. I won't lose yeah. sleep over. No, different... I'll be surprised. We'll have done really well to get a point, and I, I imagine there will be a, a huge meltdown after that because that's two defeats in a row. But we're going to have to just keep going. It's good. I think a lot of patients include, and I'm not the most patient fan. I was on the way home last night, furious, like sort of that like, he's got to get dropped and he's rubbish. Like I always do. I think we have to be patient because we're going to, I think we're going to be really inconsistent. I think on another day we beat Millsborough one nil or two nil or whatever, you know, that could have easily have happened. And you're looking at this thinking, Oh, this is going to cement us. We've lost. And now obviously we're the worst side. And we are mid table. I think right now we're a mid table side and we, I personally think we can only get better, but it's up to the place to prove it, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Dominic Solanke is having another nice season. And then, mm. uh, Brooks and Ryan Chris Brooks being David Brooks, of course, Ryan Christie yeah. as well. Um, good sort of creative players so far this season. Uh, Jaden Anthony is a name I wasn't familiar with, but a bit of a live wire in attack as well. He's in yeah, the- he's on the bench as well tonight. They've also got Jamal Lowe on the bench, so they've got good mm. options. They have. Uh, is Gary Cahill starting tonight? Gary Cahill is starting, yeah. Met him on the bench. He's, he's, a, he's a good championship squad, no doubt. Very good. Lloyd Kelly as well, the central defender. Yeah. He sits fourth in the league for um, ball recoveries. Uh, and Lerma is just outside the top ten on that as well. So, yeah, we we don't have anyone anywhere near that <laughs> at the yeah. moment. So the Solanke thing is really frustrating to me because you that's what you'd hope Brewster had done this yeah. season, and it is early days. You who knows what's going to happen. But I think I looked at Solanke last season and thought that's a guy. Who, I think he got one goal in, in some seasons. Yeah, yeah, I think it was ever actually in Premier League. Yeah. And then he went to the championship and I think he got 15 or something like that. And he's obviously carried it on again this season. And, and I was thinking last season, 
you know, if he can do that, I don't see any other reason why Brewster or McBurney couldn't do the same thing. And obviously, it's not come to fruition so far. So certainly, it's not. You mentioned Chris Metham. Yeah, watch out for him. Sixty-six percent of his career goals have been against Sheffield United. <laughs> I remember him scoring against us actually at the. Uh... Vitality the first our first game back in the Premier League. Exactly that. That was uh, that was two out of two against us, wasn't it? And then he uh, he got one last season, which was obviously not mm-hmm. against us because uh, yeah, I went I went and double checked. I was like, oh, is that that bugger? <laughs> is, he, <laughs> is he still only scored against us? Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, watch out for that if he comes on panic stations. Panic stations, yeah, even yeah. more so. Yeah, any. Uh, <laughs> Any, what would you like to see uh, team-wise um, from United? Any adjustments I, to last night? I, yeah, I think we we have to mix that midfield up. Paul Hurahan and uh, the Algerian man who I've not learned how to pronounce yet. <laughs> cool, I don't think the answer, by the way, these players. I don't. I, I you know I don't think a Middlesbrough fan says surely they're not relying on Algerian man, uh, <laughs> yeah. right? Because obviously he used to play for them as well. But I don't. I don't think they are the answer. But I just don't see how Fleck and Norwood are a success in this game against this team. I think I think they've got a role to play still. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like being a hypocrite or praising them last week. I think when you come up against the the lesser sides, they should, they've shown that they can still be an asset at this level. I think against these guys who are big, tall, strong, I think we need a little bit more. And I think Hurahan and Guardiola. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think I think they probably give us a better. A better option, I think. Hopefully, Sander Berger's back as well. Yeah, I don't think this will be a game for Norwood. I think this is, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, Hurahan would be the answer, but yeah, that's probably what I'd like to see as well. Yeah, like I say, I'm not sure if he is. I know he's not. He's not the most mobile player himself. He's not going to be running around and dive. He did for Barnsley, in, fair, in fairness, but I don't think he's that sort of player. But I think he's got more mobility about him than Norwood. Yeah, continue with Sharp up front. It's a difficult one, this, isn't it? I'd be. I don't. I really don't know. I'm. I'd, he really played a lot poor. of football. Yeah, and he were really poor, to be fair. Which I, I'll forgive him for because even the best strikers have bad games, and he's been fantastic. That's his first poor game of the season. I'm really not sure with that. I mean, I'd be even tempted to bring McGoldrick into the side, but then you've mm. got no real figurehead up front, have you? You're sort of doing a bit of a. A Tim Pot Man City, where like you're gonna have three players in Gibbs White and Jay and McGoldrick sort of roving around into that forward position. But I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I don't don't know if Sharp gets much joy against uh, Gary Cahill, But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. No. Me, me neither. Unfortunately, there's not really any of our strikers that make me think like they should play instead that's it that's, that's you know if, if we had a, even a fully fit Moose I could put an argument to say you know that pace could cause him problems but he's once again he's not fit so I was going to do a mean laugh when you said a fully fit Moose but yeah. instead I'm just, just bringing it up this way um well, there we go, mate. It'll be uh, we're into an international break after that Bournemouth match, and uh, yeah, well, I think we'll do a a more thorough pod, uh, regardless of the result of the Bournemouth match, because yeah, it'll be a good time to sort of take stock of where we're heading, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as we mentioned last time, so um, yeah, we'll be back sometime next week to talk about this game and that. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't know. It's not. I don't feel. It's probably one of the hardest teams we're going to play this season. I mean, they, they might literally be top of the league, as you said, um, by the time that game our game yeah. kicks off. But 
I don't know. This, I think if we just if we just play to a similar level that we've played the last five games, we give ourselves a chance. It is frustrating know? because obviously we do know what we, we are capable of, and people might laugh at that after yesterday's performance. But we have seen that in Jay Gibbs, White, even Norwood and Flight when they play, can cause any teams in this league problems and. We're talking about Bournemouth like the Manchester United or Manchester. These these are the sides that we're supposed to be challenging for. And on paper, you look at both sets of teams, and yeah, like I said, they have, I think they have more. They've evolved more than us. They've certainly got a stronger squad. But we shouldn't be going in there like we're Peterborough United away from home or something like that, which is sort of what I'm going in like purely because of our lack of physicality. Yeah, I feel like the last time we did a preview where the, we, we sort of raised the metaphorical white flag was West Brom away and look what happened there. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I, I can't remember who it was, but I, I got some tweets saying, blimey, you've, you've, made, uh, you've made it sound like we're playing Barcelona tomorrow night. And, yeah, what well, can I we've say? a better chance against Barcelona, I should be the way to play. Indeed. Uh, just quickly quickly plug your stuff, mate, and then we'll sign off for this week. Yeah, uh, View from Middlesbrough. They were quite. They were actually a lot fairer than a lot of our fans, I felt. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, they, they, sort of, they were happy with the win, but they did think we did well in certain areas, but they you know, got bullied, as a, a few others have said. And um, yeah, the mainly pod should be out tomorrow. Obviously, uh, the birthday blame game. Liam's had a couple of days. I can't edit, and obviously the football's been on, so we couldn't do anything last night. So that mainly pod should be out tomorrow. I would have thought uh, Oasis. So lovely stuff that is. Living with Maidley. Check that out uh, wherever you're listening to this particular episode. And uh, yeah, we'll sign off there, mate. Obviously, follow yourself at Panchero. Follow me. At BladesPod, thank you for listening. Thanks to NordVPN for sponsoring the podcast. Very welcome. I thought you were going to say thanks for Norwood. <laughs> I'm always grateful for all you Norwood, but he can, he can take uh, he can take a break this weekend. I think that uh, <laughs> might not be the game for him. And uh, yeah, thanks to you, mate, for your time, especially uh, putting in uh, allowing me to postpone the recording earlier. Um, entirely my fault this week. Well, it's entirely the fault of one of my family members, anyway. Um, <laughs> which you, a bit <laughs> harsh. <laughs> she's only 18 months old, I suppose. But <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I didn't ask her to be, you know, poorly and have to come over and <laughs> Um Anyway, yes, thanks very much for doing this in your, in your evening. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you, mate. Cheers.